Hello! Welcome back. Once again, this is David with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 77. Uh, sorry that it is a little bit behind schedule. Um, just having a young son, um, I had to pay a little more attention to Halloween weekend. Hope everybody had a good Halloween. It was a lot of fun taking the little man out. And, uh, and then, of course, all the stress of Election Day and all that crap. So now that that's behind us, I finally kind of have uh, the time to sit here and do this episode. And I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So sorry it's late, but it's a good one. So hopefully it'll be worth the wait. But um, I'm actually going to be tracking drums um, for the new Krigsgrav album tomorrow and Saturday. So, yes, I wanted to uh, make sure that I got this uh, episode done and released to you guys before I'm, you know, out of commission for the next couple of days. So, because if I didn't do it tonight, then chances are I wouldn't get it done until, you know, like the middle of next week. And that's just way too long. So, here we go. We're going to start things off with a band that I love out of Norway. They're out of Oslo. They've been around since 2000. Um, they kind of formed from the ashes of, uh, of Toulouse. Toulouse uh, has been an on-again, off-again project, um, black metal project, for years. They existed in the late 90s and then kind of went on a hiatus, and they started this new project called Cold. That's spelled K-H-O-L-D. And um, Cold has been on-again, off-again as well. It seems like anytime Cold goes on hold, then Toulouse will come back and release an album or two, and then Cold will come back again. So... Um, Cold has not released anything, oh, let's see, their last album probably was around 2014, I want to say, um, but they're not, you know, uh, done, from what I hear, they're still just kind of <laughs> playing it as, as it goes, I don't know, so they're still doing, you know, the occasional festival appearance and things like that, but I think Toulouse is still kind of uh, taking precedence over Cold right now, but I love Cold, I saw them uh, live in uh, Oslo in 2006, and they really uh, resonated with me. I just loved their visual, and I loved their kind of black and roll, simplistic uh, song structures, and they were just really memorable, simple riffs, and uh, that's just their MO. The songs are typically very short, and there's not a ton of, like, double bass and blast beats or things like that. It's just more kind of rock and roll beats, and um, great vocals, and... Um, I just, yeah, I, I really, really love this band to the point where I would love to one day kind of do a, a side project type thing that's just more straightforward black and roll type stuff like this. You know, it would be heavily influenced by Cold for sure, but I'm going to play something off of their fifth album. They have six total. Um, the album is called Hundre Orgamal, which means uh, 100 years old, and that came out in July of 2008 on Taboo Recordings, and... Um, yeah, this one's kind of top-heavy. The front half of the album is a little more memorable than the second half of the album, but uh, this one is uh, has one of the more simple riffs um, to open the song, but it just has some really memorable memorable parts um, kind of stuck throughout this one, and I, I just love this tune a lot. So here we are off of Hundre or Gamal. This is Cold with Forit.
Cold with Forikt, and um, I love that song. I love that album. Uh, the first album of theirs that I had purchased, the first album I had heard in general, was called Crek, and that came out in 2006, uh, right before uh, I saw them live at uh, Inferno. So I had not heard anything of them prior to seeing them uh, live in Oslo there, and uh, knowing that that was the most recent record that they were promoting um, I made sure to find it and purchase it as soon as I could and now I own all of their albums and I'm ready for another one <laughs> of course uh, this one came out in 2008 and then they didn't release one for six years I think it came out in 2014 or 2015 and now it's been another you know five or six years and they haven't released anything so they have slowed down considerably but I am ready for another record hopefully there will be one um, Okay, we're going to go to the USA here out of Arizona. They were originally from Arizona, and I think they moved uh, their home base to somewhere on the East Coast, and then they have since moved back to Arizona. (laughs) So this band's been around since 2004, and they went uh, up until 2016, and then the whole band left, I believe, except for one, you know, original guy. And uh, so the band was kind of done, but now that original guy, I guess that's probably why he moved back to Arizona, is because the whole band quit on him. And now um, I think him and one of the members who who quit, I guess he just kind of needed a break because he's back. So you got kind of two original guys and then two new guys. They've reformed as of this year, and they're working on a new record. The band is called Vector. And Vector is a thrash band, but they kind of... um, have some more interesting guitar work going on than your typical uh, thrash band. They kind of, I don't want to say progressive, but they um, they do kind of uh, push the boundaries a little bit of uh, of what can be considered, you know, thrash. 
And uh, it's safe to say that they're heavily influenced by Voivod because their logo actually mimics Voivod's logo like really closely. <laughs> it's, it's definitely influenced by it. But, um, but yeah, that influence uh, definitely shines through in the guitar work. But they're a great band and uh, really talented guys. And uh, they've released three albums up to this point. So I'm going to play something off of their most recent, which was from 2016 before the whole band had quit. Uh, the record's called Terminal Redux, and that came out in May of 2016 on Earache Records, and um, this one is a personal favorite of mine. So here we go from Arizona. This is Vector with Pillars of Sand.
All right. That was Vector from Arizona with Pillars of Sand. Uh, That first minute of that song really kind of sets the tone for, uh, if you've never heard that band before, that gives you a really good idea of their sound because uh, they just, they're use of some more interesting chords than you're you're used to hearing from most thrash bands is really like what sets them apart um but i love the vocals as well the fact that it is kind of a slightly more extreme vocal um instead of a you know kind of shouty thrash vocal um i think they're a great band and they're they're just one that i enjoy listening to quite a bit all right we're gonna jump back to norway here there's actually quite a few norwegian um songs that I'll be playing uh, on this episode but this band is one that kind of has some um some cachet in the in the scene um they were around in the late 80s and kind of the only reason I know of them is because Hellhammer from Mayhem was their drummer for a while there um the band is Mortem and Mortem was a death metal band that uh, formed in 87 and I believe they had only done one demo in 89 but they were just kind of uh Right there in the thick of it, in the Oslo, you know, Black Circle uh, scene. And, of course, Hellhammer uh, had joined Mayhem and, I believe, still remained a a member of Mortem for a time. He was doing both before, ultimately, uh, Mortem, you know, ceased to exist. But, uh, yes, several of the members went on to form Arcturus. So, um, Arcturus, of course, sounds nothing like Mortem, but uh, it's just they shared, you know, the same members. They went on to bigger and better things with Arcturus. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the main man, Marius Vold from Mortem, he, um, was persuaded to kind of reform it, uh, in 2018, and it's pretty much all the same original guys except for the bass player. I think they have the, uh, the guy, uh, Seidemann from, um, 1349 is playing bass for them now. But, yeah, they got Hellhammer, and, uh, Marius is doing vocals, and, uh, I can never remember... The other guys' names, but it's, you know, two of the guys from Arcturus. But yeah, they they reformed in 2018, and they finally released their debut album. Even though they've been around for 33 years, they finally released their debut, called Ravensvart, on uh, September of 2019. So that came out on Peaceville Records, and uh, and yeah, they're still going. They're still active. It wasn't just a one-off, let's release an album and call it quits type thing. They want to, you know, remain an active band. And as soon as uh, the pandemic permits, I expect that they'll be playing more shows and festivals and things like that. So the album itself, Ravensvart, is um, it's pretty good. It's kind of a more black metal-ish uh, extreme vocal than like a you know low death metal voice type thing. Um, but the music is just pretty aggressive and straightforward. And um, it's not doesn't blow me away but it's just one of those things where this is uh, considered to be a you know classic band that was around you know the Oslo scene back when everything was kind of exploding in the late 80s early 90s so the fact that they have reformed after so long uh, that in itself is worth you know checking this out Um, so yeah I'm gonna play something off of it so off of their 2019 debut Robin Zwart this is Mortem with Blood Horizon
All right, that was Mortem with Blood Horizon. It's not. Oh, I bumped my mic. It's not bad, but um, yeah, you know, it's not. It's kind of like a less interesting limbonic art to me, you know, just because of the keys and everything. But um, yeah, it's not bad. Um, it, I've been singing the the praises of uh, the Thomas Erickson podcast. He's the lead singer for uh, the Norwegian band Mork. And uh, he doesn't have a lot of episodes, but every episode is just him and somebody, some kind of legend of Norwegian black metal, just talking about their origins and talking about uh, their entire musical careers and and how they first got their start in music and all that type of, uh, of stuff. So it's not even so much of an interview as it is just two guys drinking beer and conversing. So I really like that podcast, but there's an episode where uh, Thomas sits with uh, Marius Vold, from Mortem, and they talk uh, extensively about, you know, the early years and uh, just kind of how this uh, reformation of the band kind of came to be in 2018, so it's a really uh, interesting uh, episode, so if you want to know more about the origins of Mortem, then uh, I suggest you check that out, but actually, I'm going to, there's a tie-in here, the next band I'm going to play, because Marius um, played in this band as well briefly, in their infancy and then left uh, you know pretty early on but uh, the band is Thorns and I've played Thorns before Um, I've told their story of course and um, how they existed you know in the in the early 90s and then uh, they didn't end up actually releasing an album until I want to say it was like 2001 whenever that album finally came out but um, Snorre, the main man for Thorns, he's kind of credited as being the guy that kind of came up with the original, like, true Norwegian black metal, like, riff. And Euronymous just kind of uh, took it and ran with it. And a lot of the riffs on uh, De Mysterious Dom Satanis um, kind of follow suit with this particular, you know, style that Snorri had on the early Thorns uh, material. But uh, yeah, Marius and Snorri actually started a band before it became Thorns. They were called Stigma Diabolicum, and that existed from 89 to 90, and they released a couple of demos. I want to say two demos, but I think they were really... I mean, they call them demos, but they're pretty much just rehearsals, you know. Which was not uncommon, of course, for the time for people to just record their rehearsals and just kind of pass them around. Um, but yeah, they're not very good. I think they're floating around out there on YouTube, but, uh, they're, you know, they sound really rough, of course, but they changed the name to Thorns in, uh, 1990, and, uh, of course, they're still listed as active now, although they are not very active <laughs> at all, but, um, Thorns did three demos, uh, prior to just kind of falling apart and Snorri, you know, going to jail and things like that, um, and then once he got out, he kind of, uh, reformed it and uh, was able to do that uh, full length but yeah so there's only three demos in the early 90s there I'm gonna play something off of the second demo called Trondertun that came out in 1992 released independently as a cassette of course which is you know just the way things went back then finish the demo you make a few cassettes of it and hand it out to people in the scene um, but this demo is the one that sounded the best as far as the sound quality and um, So yeah, I'm going to play what is probably the most famous Thorns song there is. Um, The whole vibe and feel of this song, you know, a lot of people in that scene from that time will mention this this song specifically as something that really kind of set 
set the tone for kind of what direction black metal needed to go, you know, in its evolution there. So um, here we go off of the Trondotun demo from 1992. This is Thorns with Eerie Descends.
That was Thorns with Eerie Descends. Uh, you could definitely tell from the style of riffing in that song and just in all of the early Thorns stuff, you could see why he was invited to be a second guitar player uh, in Mayhem. And it would have been really cool to see kind of where that partnership went, you know, in the future if Euronymous had not been, uh, had not been killed. But, uh, alright, we're gonna move on to Germany here. This band's been around since 2008, but only just released their debut this year. They had a couple of demos and an EP prior to this uh, debut. The band is called Sanctifying Ritual, and they just released their self-titled debut on uh, June 5th of this year on Iron Bonehead Records, which I love that label. They release a ton of good stuff. Uh, but this band is kind of like that kind of dissonant you know, uh, echoey death metal that I love, but they kind of have a thrashier uh, tone to their guitar work. Like, it just kind of has an overall thrashier vibe, and the guitars are doing some really interesting stuff. But I love the production. Um, I, I really like this record. I only really listened to it for the first time uh, just a few weeks ago, and uh, just made a note that I was enjoying it quite a bit and I should play it on an episode so um, this is still fairly fresh for me but I've been liking this album a lot um, I've given it a few listens now but um, but yeah it's really good so I can't really say much more because as I said this band is kind of new to me but um, here we go off of their self-titled debut album this is Sanctifying Ritual with Obsessed by Gore
That was Sanctifying Ritual with Obsessed by Gore. I just love the pace of that song, that kind of triplet, you know, single kick, kind of marching along kind of tempo uh, that it has for much of the song. I like that. It's good headbanging tempo. Uh, All right, we're going to go to Poland here. This is a band that was uh, originally formed in 1996 as a side project of uh, Doc from Vader, who I love. Um, he only played on the debut, I believe. Um, the band itself existed from 96 to 99 and then disbanded, and um, they have reformed as of 2009, and uh, they put out their third album in 2010. I think that remains the most recent thing, so they haven't really done much since 2010, but they're still listed as an active band. Uh, yeah, they did the first two albums during that three-year span, that initial era from 96 to 99, and uh, so yeah, this this third album was the first thing they had done since '99. So it's pretty much just straightforward, um, really aggressive, satanic death metal. <laughs> and they really picked up where they left off, just with better production on this third album. So uh, third record's called Lucifer's Horns, came out in September of 2010 on Witching Hour Productions. And it's pretty good. The album's pretty good. It doesn't have a lot of um, staying power with me. There's, I haven't been able to really commit much of the record like to memory. It's one of those things that I listen to it and I say, yeah, that was cool. But I can't really remember specific songs and things like that. But um, I don't know. Maybe I haven't given it a, a fair shake or enough listens or something like that. But... Um, but yeah, it, this is just one of those bands that uh, is good death metal, and uh, that's about it. That's about all I could say. So, off of the third album, Lucifer's Horns, this is Moon with The Book of Fire.
All right, that was Moon from Poland with The Book of Fire. They kind of remind me of, well, another Polish band, I guess, um, Azerath, because Azerath is a death metal band that is the side project of uh, Inferno from Behemoth. And while his drumming is fantastic and it's just really aggressive, uh, fast-paced death metal, I don't remember much of anything after I listen to their stuff. It's kind of the same same vibe, um, and even stylistically and everything, they're, they're pretty similar. But anyways, uh, we're going to go back to Norway. Like I said, there's plenty of Norwegian tunes on this episode. Uh, this band I love. They've been around since 94. They've been a full band since 2003, because initially it formed as a uh, two-piece uh, where the singer uh, also played drums, and then the guitar player also played bass. The band is Kampfar, and um, Kampfar is a black metal band that incorporates lots of kind of almost folky elements uh, into their music, more so on the older material. Uh, once the guitar player, original guitar player, left, um, I want to say that was around 2012 uh, when he left, but the new guy that they have is uh, is very good, but uh, the material he writes is definitely more on the black metal side of things and less on the folky side. Like, there's, there's just... It's not bad, it's just a noticeable difference. They definitely had a change in their sound uh, once he came on board. But... Um, Otherwise, they have stayed very consistent with the same bass player and the same drummer uh, once they became a full band in 2003, but they've been kind of on a roll. Um, I still like the older material better, but as far as just general popularity and just buzz about them and playing bigger and better gigs and stuff like that, they've been kind of on a roll since getting the new guitar player and the albums that they've released um, since then are getting more and more press and uh, just great reviews and things like that, so... I'm going to play something off of an album called Profan, and that came out in November of 2015. It's their seventh album out of eight. They have eight albums uh, at this point. This is the second one that they released with the new guitar player. Um, and to be honest, uh, the previous one, Dievelmacht, um, I enjoyed, um, but I didn't give the two albums that came after, you know, much of a, of a fair shake, so I've since gone back and listened to those uh, those albums, and they're really good. They still just don't quite sound like Kampfar, you know, the Kampfar the, the that I love, but uh, they are very good albums in their own right, so I wanted to play something uh, off of one of those records, some newer Kampfar. So yes, this album, Profan, came out in November of 2015 on Indie Recordings, and I'm going to play the uh, album opener here because it's, uh, it's a really good one. So here we go. This is Kampfar with Gloria Ablaze.
All right, that was Kampfar from Norway with Gloria Ablaze. It should also be noted that they don't typically do a lot of, uh, of English language uh, lyrics or anything like that. They typically sing uh, exclusively in Norwegian, but they, on more recent albums, have had the occasional English song here and there, so that was one of them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell right off the bat with that song that it's a more black metal-like edge to it uh, and less emphasis on the folky side, but... Um, Still very epic and a very good tune. All right, let's jump to Sweden here. This band's been around since 94, and currently uh, in their ranks, they feature uh, the the current uh, Marduk bass player. I think he plays guitar in this band, though, but um, I think that's really his instrument of choice with most every band that he plays in, except for Marduk, so... He's brand new to Marduk playing bass, but uh, this band is called In Eternum, and they, uh, to me, are kind of like a Swedish uh, Vital Remains, like older Vital Remains, because it's like, it's pretty straightforward and aggressive death metal, but it has really like, you know, anti-religious lyrics and aesthetics and things like that. So they're kind of like along the lines of a Vital Remains or like uh, Acheron, you know, from Ohio, and, um, yeah, the songs aren't as long as Vital Remains, thankfully. But, um, yeah, this is a band that I really didn't know a ton about. I had heard of them and never really checked out much of their stuff. But I uh, I listened to this uh, most recent record and liked it quite a bit. So I decided I needed to play something off of it. Um, again, they've been around since 94, and they've only released four albums. And I'm going to play something off of the fourth album, the most recent um the album's called Dawn of a New Eon, and it came out in March of 2005, so that should tell you uh, how long it's been since they've released anything. They're still listed as an active band, but uh, yeah, it's been 15 years since they've uh, released anything. So that album came out in March of 05 on Agonia Records, and it's really damn good. So <laughs> from Sweden, off of the album Dawn of a New Eon, this is In Eternum with Seven Storms of Doom. Yeah. 
Alright, that was In Eternum from Sweden with Seven Storms of Doom. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty damn good. Um, I enjoy that record quite a bit. I have not, I admit that I have not checked out the first three. I just kind of wanted to listen to the most recent uh, thing that they had put out and, uh, and just go from there. So I haven't moved back in the discography yet, but I would like to because I like this album a lot. Uh, all right, we're going to jump to Iceland here. Uh, this band has been around since 2015, I believe, and it's uh, a two-man project. And it uh, kind of started um, from Solstafir. So the drummer from Solstafir uh, got let go. He was one of the original members along with the singer-slash-guitar player. And uh, so he got let go from his own band after many, many years. And uh, there was a whole lot of uh, legal stuff afterwards because they were still using his you know uh, artwork that, that he had used to for all their like merch designs and stuff uh, he I guess designed or co-designed a lot of their t-shirt uh, prints and things like that and they were even still using his picture he was modeling all the shirts on their merch page and they were still carrying on using those pictures of him <laughs> wearing the Solstafir shirts to, to sell their stuff so I'm not really sure uh, what became of that legal stuff, and I, I don't really care. But uh, I know that was kind of a... There was a big stink about it for a while there, but... He uh, partnered up. I wish I remember the guy's name, because he has a really long name. He has like four names um, make up his full name, and I can't remember what it is, but this other guy. So yeah, it's the old drummer from Solstafir and this other guy. But um, musically, their stuff pretty much picks up from you know Solstafir where it's just kind of atmospheric kind of post black metal I guess but um, there's really not much black metal to be heard it's more just dark metal with mostly clean vocals there's just a few you know extreme vocal parts on the debut which came out in 2017 I really liked the debut a lot I was surprised how much I liked it and um, it was really good came out on Prophecy Productions that was back in 2017, and now they are starting to release some singles for their second album, which is going to be coming out on November 13th, so it's coming out next week, uh, also on Prophecy Productions. And um, the two singles, the most recent singles they've released, I'm a little iffy on. The first one they released I liked, and I was kind of getting excited for this album, but then they've done two more singles since, and... Ugh, uh, you know, it's not quite my my thing, but I can respect the fact that they are branching out and trying um, even more different things uh, on this album. And instead of doing the same old stuff, so uh, I can respect it. But yeah, they just weren't grabbing me those last two singles. But this first one, uh, I enjoy quite a bit. So I'm going to play it. I think it's been out for about a month now. Um, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this because Icelandic is not my thing. Like, I can do okay with Swedish and Norwegian for the most part, but, like, languages like Finnish and Icelandic and stuff are pretty uh, pretty all over the place. But I'm going to do my very best. So the album is called Alt Peta Helvitis Mirkur, which means, like, um, all of the hellish darkness, I think, is what it translates to. Like a literal translation. There might be uh, some uh, a smoother sounding <laughs> phrase than that in Icelandic, but the literal translation is something along those lines. But uh, but yeah, this is the first single off of it. So here we go from Iceland. This is Katla with Vilulios.
and then it just cuts from there. I assume it just goes uh, right into the next track. Uh, that was Katla with Vilulios. Um, I really like that song. It's a shame that the two uh, singles that came after that just didn't didn't grab me as much as that one did. But uh, I'm still going to check out the whole album, of course, when it comes out. And uh, again, that's coming out on November 13th. All right. We're going back to the USA here to California. This is a one-man black metal band, and there's no information about this band anywhere. So whenever you check their page on like Metal Archives, um, there's really nothing about the you know the origins on the Bandcamp page and on the uh, Metal Archives page. It doesn't give you the name of this member, this random one man who's uh, the leader of this project, and it doesn't give you a date that it was formed. So yeah, there's not a whole lot to go off of here. So uh, all they have released so far is two demos, and. Uh, I think this second demo is getting an actual official release, uh, just digitally, I believe, through Moon Worshipper Records. But uh, yeah, their second demo is called Occult Conspiracy to Overthrow Earthly Authorities. And um, that came out on October 9th, so it's still pretty fresh here, less than a month old. The demo pretty much consists of one track. <laughs> it's a lengthy track. This is the part of the episode where I really test the loyalty of my of my listeners here because it's a hell of a time to throw a long song at you, but um, I just thought this was interesting because even though the production is super rough and the song is super long, I think there's a lot here. There, there's a lot of good here, and um, some better production would definitely help. But I really like the atmosphere that's created here. There's a lot of little breaks in the song with uh, keys and just kind of weird sound effects and things. And uh, I really wish there was more dynamics uh, to this guy's vocals. He's very one-dimensional vocally. But um, but there's some really good, raw, atmospheric black metal here. And um, I hope you guys agree. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to just make you suffer through this long song. Uh, you can fast forward. You can skip ahead if you don't like it. It's fine. But, uh, but yeah, I, I dig this. I think this is pretty cool. So um, I'm playing a title track here. So from California, off of their second demo, this is Moss Witch with Occult Conspiracy to Overthrow Earthly Authorities.
there we go. I know that was long. I <laughs> hope you guys hung in there. Um, I think there's some really good atmospheric guitar work on that tune. I liked that a lot. That was Moss Witch with Occult Conspiracy to Overthrow Earthly Authorities. Uh, if you dug that and you want to show some support, then uh, you can um, purchase that demo. Um, I think it's a name your own price as well, because uh, that's what I did. I, I bought the song for, I threw them a few bucks. Um, but yeah, you can, you can get that at the Moon Worshipper Records Bandcamp page. All right, we're jumping to Switzerland here. This is a legendary band that's been around since 87, um, initially starting off as kind of a black metal, death metal uh, type, you know, really dark uh, hybrid band. The band is Samael, and they have since, you know, since the late 90s and onward have, uh, have transitioned to uh, pretty much exclusively uh, electronic music. Of course, it still has guitars and, and, you know, heavy guitars and things, but it's all very... Very electronic sounding, um, still good in its own right, and they put on a hell of a show. Uh, I was lucky enough to see them live at Lola's Saloon in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, on a very small kind of half-circle-shaped stage. It's a very odd, odd stage, and um, it was them and Amorphous, I believe, at the same show, and that was a great show. Um, and they were fantastic. Sam Isle was fantastic. But uh, I'm going to play some of their old stuff, because the first three records especially are considered like classics, as far as not only being like black metal albums, but, you know, even in their early works, they were just different than their contemporaries from that time period. They always had just a different sound to them, and it was really special. And I played something off of this album before, but I'm going to play a different song this time. I'm playing something off of the second album called Blood Ritual. Their debut was called Worship Him, and that one uh, gets a lot of praise as well, uh, as does the third album, Ceremony of Opposites. But uh, for me, the second album, when it comes to the old stuff, is, uh, is where it's at. So this album, Blood Ritual, came out in December of 92. Again, that's the second record. came out on Century Media. So I'm going to play the title track. Um, I can't remember which one I played last time, but I know it wasn't this one. <laughs> but I love this tune, so... Here we go, off of the second album, this is Samael with Blood Ritual.
Alright, that was Samael with Blood Ritual. I love that record. That's one that I really want to uh, eventually get on vinyl because I, I tend to not buy things on vinyl unless it's something that I know is going to sound particularly good on vinyl. Like to me it doesn't make sense to buy more modern day records that were recorded digitally and mixed and mastered digitally and all that and then they press it on vinyl because it's it's still a digital album. It's not going to sound that great um, on vinyl. It just isn't. So like older records to me uh, sound much better on, on vinyl. It just makes more sense. Like, I'm not going to buy the new Suffocation album or something on vinyl. It just doesn't make any sense to do that. So, to me, at least. But, yeah, I want to get that one. Um, okay, we're going to go back to Oslo, Norway one last time here. This band's been around since 2009. Um, they have six albums up to this point. The band is Djevel, and Djevel is Norwegian for devil, of course. Uh, I played something off of their last record, I think. Um, I mean, it was probably 30 episodes ago. It was a while back. But uh, they're just a great, straightforward black metal band, and um, they just do it really, really well. They don't really do a lot that's particularly unique, but um, they just do a really good job of of that style. And um, one of their kind of noteworthy things was that their singer for, I believe, all four five the first five albums uh was the uh, singer for Kvela Tak and um of course now he's the ex-singer because he left you know a year or two ago uh from Kvela Tak and um now he has left uh Dievel as well and he's just pursuing like a solo career type thing but uh yeah so people that kind of laugh at the kind of rock and roll stylings of Kvela Tak um you know, he, he was in a legit black metal band here in Dievel and did some damn good vocals on those albums. So now he's left. Uh, this is the first album with the new vocalist. And this is also the first album with the new drummer. And uh, their previous drummer was Derj Rep, who uh, is known for drumming for Gehenna and Enslaved uh, for several years. And um, he has left. And so this new album is the first one to feature their new drummer, who is Faust. And Faust, of course, uh, the original drummer. Well, I can't say original, I guess, because Samoth played drums originally for Emperor on the demos and stuff. But yeah, Faust was known, you know, for playing on uh, In the Nightside Eclipse and then going to prison for a number of years. And then whenever he got out of prison, he was initially... Uh, joining Dissection, and then uh, just as soon as he joined Dissection, I remember seeing that news and being pretty excited about it, and then I feel like it was about a week later that he left, <laughs> because I think the way they worded it was that, like, his his um, version of Satanism that he believed in did not jive with, you know, what John Notweit's, uh vision was, or something like that. Something about his their beliefs just didn't match up, you know, in such a way that it would make sense for him to be in dissection. So they agreed to, to not, you know, have a union there. So, um, but yeah, since then he's joined Blood Tsunami, the Norwegian uh, thrash band. And uh, I think he's done some drums for uh, Aborum for a couple of records, although I don't believe he's still uh, with them. But uh, yeah, so he's joined with uh, Dievel and this is the first um, album on which he plays. So... The drumming is great, songs are very good, and um, 
yeah, this they haven't lost uh, a step from album to album with the member changes or anything. So this new album came out, I say new, it's been out for a year now. It's their most recent. It came out in October of last year. It's called Orma Til Armer Mane Tiroda, which means uh, worms for arms and moon for head, um, which is an interesting title. That came out uh, in 2019 on Aftermath Music. And uh, I'm going to play a tune. I think it's the second tune on the record, but um, it's really hard to pick a standout. This is one of those albums that you just put on and listen to start to finish, and uh, I don't really sit there and pinpoint the individual songs and such, but um, but yeah, it's just something nice to have on uh, in the background while I'm you know working on something or cleaning the apartment or whatever I'm doing. But uh, but it's a good record. I like this new vocalist. I like the drumming. So um, so here we go. Off of Orme Til Armer, Mane Til Hode, this is Djevel with Et Meniskes Helicorpus Olegime.
Alright, there we have it. That was Dievel with Metmeniscus Heracorpus Olegima. Um, I like that song a lot. And I really, I'm not huge on like super thin uh, productions, but I think it works uh, for that album. It just works for their material. Uh, all right, we have reached that time. I am going to announce the final song of the episode. Uh, I want to say thank you all for listening. Thank you for bearing with me with a little bit of a delay this time around. Um, if you want to tell other people where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app, which I highly recommend. Or you can listen to the entire catalog of new and old episodes, like every episode is there on Spotify, so uh, find it and follow it there. Uh, any sort of feedback or requests or just anything you want to ask or whatever, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com, and uh, of course please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates regarding new episodes or questions for you, the listeners, or anything like that is always going to be posted there. Um, all right, I'm going to go to Finland here out of Helsinki. This is a band that's been around since 98. Um, currently, it actually features um, Tundra, the bass player from Fintroll. He's playing bass in this band. Um, yeah, they've been around for a while, but they haven't uh, released much in, in you know the last couple of decades, really. But... Um, but yeah, they, they released their fourth album, Is their it's their most recent still, that came out in June of 2015, and it was their first record in uh, 11 years, so there was a huge gap there. Uh, so from 98 to 2004, they released three albums, and then it just took forever for them to release uh, this fourth one. And they haven't done anything in the five years since uh, either, but um, the band is called Shape of Despair, and they ha- have been playing a really, really bleak, uh, slow doom metal and they just do it really well and it's it's really dense and heavy and I mean heavy not in the you know uh, down tuned chugging riffs kind of heavy I mean it's heavy like there's you feel the weight of of these songs they're just so filled with gloom and sadness and it just um, shines through so much in the music and um this album in particular called Monotony Fields, uh, their most recent one, um, again that came out in 2015 on Season of Mist. This one is just uh, an unbelievably sad, dreary album, and um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's a weird thing to say. It's just like, oh, this album makes you feel miserable. I love it. But, um,. But yeah, you you need this in your arsenal. There's, you know, depending on your mood that day, just sometimes you want to listen to something that's going to take you away from that mood, make you feel something different, and other times you uh, want to listen to something that just makes you embrace that mood and and then work your way through it that way. So, but yeah, I have albums like this and bands like this in my arsenal when I'm feeling particularly down one day then i will just listen to stuff that just embraces that uh completely you know but um this album is really really good and really really sad but um but i love it so don't worry i already beat you down with one 13 minute long song i'm not doing that again Uh, even though it is slow doom metal i'm gonna play a song that is right around eight minutes so it's not uh not too bad 
So thanks again for listening, everybody, and uh, wish me luck with my drum tracking, and I will try to uh, be back on track and try to get kind of back on schedule here uh, with my future episodes. I've already got the next one planned out, and it's going to be damn good, so be ready. So here we go from Finland off of the album Monotony Fields. This is Shape of Despair with In Longing. Cheers. (laughs) 